I V M. BQ Big Decisions, the Bloomberg Quint podcast that helps you make the right financial choices. Hello, and thanks for listening in. This is the BQ Big Decisions podcast on Bloomberg Quint, and I'm Alex Matthew. You know, over the course of the last few weeks and months, we've discussed strategies to better manage your finances, as well as a host of investment options available to you. Each of these investment vehicles performs a specific function depending on the nature of the financial goal that you wish to achieve. You know, we've spoken about debt, we've spoken about equity, we've spoken about government schemes, but today I'd like to talk about alternative investments. As their name suggests, they're investment options that are alternatives to the traditional equity and debt investments that we've already spoken about. But that's a very simplistic definition. Joining me today to give you a crash course on alternative investments is Ashwin Patni, Head of Products and Alternatives at Access Mutual Fund. Thank you so much, Ashwin, for joining me. Thank you for having me. Ashwin, right off the bat, let's talk about this alternative investments. What are they? What are the different types of investments that come under this major heading? And also, how do you subdivide them? Yeah. Um, so as you know, the name suggests alternatives, you know, uh, so if you think about it in English, uh, it it should, it means something that is out of the ordinary, mm -hmm. something different from the traditional uh, way of investing. Mm -hmm. And therefore, alternative means exactly that. Uh, if you take the traditional way of investing as uh, sim uh, very simply put as, for example, mutual funds, mm -hmm. uh, and most of us who are investing regularly would have some experience of mutual funds. Yes. Uh, mutual funds typically work in a relatively straightforward manner. You give them the money, they pool the money from different investors, mm -hmm. and they as per their mandate, they put that money to work in equity markets, debt markets, etc. Mm. Alternatives work differently. They can basically, they may work in the same markets, equity, fixed income, etc. But their approach to investing can be different. Mm. And that's where the name alternatives comes in. Mm. They are meant globally, they are a big category. In mm. India, they're coming up quite well. Mm. Uh, and they use different vehicles. Uh, unlike mutual funds, alternatives in India are offered through uh, predominantly two approaches. One is what is called the portfolio management scheme, the PMS scheme. Mm -hmm. And the other one is called the alternative investment funds, the AIFs. All right. So there are two essentially. So the first subdivision that you need to understand is within alternative investments, there are two uh, major subdivisions. That is the alternative investment funds. And there is the uh, portfolio management scheme. Within these, you'll have different vehicles to invest. Am I right? Yes. So uh, that's one way of looking at it, which is the offering is through, uh, as I said, PMS or AIF. Mm -hmm. uh, but the uh, the other and sort of probably the more relevant way of looking at it is that where does the money go? Okay. Uh, where is it getting deployed? And broadly speaking, there are three or four big asset classes uh, where uh, alternatives are sort of predominantly used. Mm -hmm. Um, equity is a big asset class. As I mentioned, mutual funds also do equity, but when they do equity, it's more what is called a long only, a mm -hmm. simple way of allocating to uh, the markets. Mm -hmm. Alternatives way of putting in equity can include, you know, long short. What, uh, they, what is long short? Long short means that you have the ability not only to buy stocks which you like, which is the long side, mm -hmm. but also short stocks which you don't like and which you think that may go down in value. Okay. Or you short the market to bring down your overall risk in the portfolio. So, okay, it's, a so way, it's, it's playing derivatives also. Yes. So it's a way to 
uh, access a slightly different payoff structure from mm. equity markets. Mm. You know, it sounds complex, but essentially what it is trying to do is have a more absolute return orientation rather than being driven by what the market is doing. You know, as we all have seen, the market can be up 50% one year, down 15%. A lot of investors say that, can I sort of get a more steady, more absolute thing, which is not so dependent on what the market itself gives. Understood. And that's where, you know, some of these alternative equity approaches have uh, tried to position. So that's one way. Yeah. So the, the one that you were talking about was long shot. What yes. else are we talking about? Um, the other way of looking at equities is actually to take a step back from listed equity and actually look at the unlisted market. So okay. Uh, private equity is a very big asset class globally. Mm -hmm. And even in India, that's actually come up quite well. So mm -hmm. alternatives uh, uh, allow investors to actually uh, invest the uh, part of their pool into uh, unlisted equity. Okay. Uh, and these are therefore companies which could be in the high growth path. They could be offering, uh, so operating in some of the new age uh, uh, sectors or new age themes, which today mm -hmm. may not be available through the listed. So again, gives them a way to access a very different segment of the market compared to what they would have got. Perhaps in this space, and uh, recently I was speaking to, uh, on a panel, a venture capitalist and a private equity person. They said that they look at things very in a very similar manner, but they address very different needs. Yes. So the private equity person comes in after the venture capitalist is essentially yes. seeded a, a particular startup. And, and, and that's booming right now, isn't it? Yes. Uh, if, if you think about it in, the, in, in terms of the life stage of a business, you know, uh, businesses get incubated, they are small, then they grow and they start maturing. And then as they scale up, they, their needs change. Uh, essentially, uh, angel and venture capital investing is something that comes in at a very early stage yeah. when the idea is still sort of less tested, the the whole success is sort of more uncertain. Mm. And private equity is more sort of comes in when the business model is relatively more established, yeah. but the business is still sort of requires a lot of capital to scale up mm. and they help them. And, and they're also uh, both of them, as opposed to mutual fund equity investors also tend to be much more of uh, participative investors, right. uh, if I can use that word. Basically, what that means is that they tend to sit on the boards of companies, they tend to work with the uh, management rather than just sort of looking at the financials and deciding to stay, invest or, uh, or get out of a company. They're actually participating along with the growth of the company, working with the management. Got it. Isn't venture capital also considered as an alternative investment? Absolutely. So when I, when I make the reference to unlisted equity, it, it, the whole gamut of uh, venture, uh, angel venture, private equity, all falls broadly in that bucket. Okay. Of course, you have specialized funds, which each of these segments. So uh, as you rightly said, uh, a venture capital fund would be a very differently positioned one compared to a private equity, but all of them, broadly speaking, will fall in this unlisted equity space. So we've spoken about equity broadly as divided into long shot, which is a listed side. And we've talked about the whole gamut, which you just spoke about in the unlisted space. Yes. What else is there in alternative investments? Um, the big other asset class, which again, most Indians are familiar with they in their day-to-day -day life is real estate mm -hmm. um, and real estate uh, lends itself beautifully from an alternative investing perspective. Of course, uh, in the last seven to eight years have been very, very tough and trying for real estate investing. Mm. Uh, regardless, it is remains a very, very, uh, a, a, a very strong asset class in the sense of the kind of size and opportunity that it can present over a period of time. Mm. So we think real estate is a massive uh, opportunity. Again, real estate 
while the 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 gamut is very very large within that you could create different different strategies so one of the first conversations ashwin that we had on bq big decisions uh, we had uh, anuj puri of anrock uh, property consultants yeah. and we had uh, a you know certified financial planner uh, who was essentially talking about the investor behavior towards real estate and i think the conclusion of that conversation was the fact that and the question really that we were asking is should you buy or should you rent and obviously you were talking primarily about residential and there was no way in which we could justify that residential investments at this point made sense to an investor because you have the last 7 years that have been absolutely dismal having said that commercial is actually an op- opportunity that uh, anush spoke about yeah. i want to understand from the alternative investment standpoint how do these funds get created you talked about several strategies yeah how do they work so uh, basically the way the construct works and i'll come to that but before that maybe one final remark on real estate that i'll just make mm. is that uh, one big difference and you referred to this conversation i think a lot of us in our day to day life also have had this experience where we try and uh, invest on our own because we think real estate is something that we all think we are familiar with right uh, i think there is a great amount of value addition that an informed investor can bring just the sheer amount of research and background check that you can do mm. your ability to get in at an earlier stage into a project and write the entire value addition of the project rather than just coming in at the fag end when the units are ready and Correct. you know the upside could be limited and the ability to structure different payoffs it could be need not only be an equity type of payoff it could be a debt payoff debt. and all mm. having said that of course as you rightly said there are different segments residential commercial and different times in the market and different, different pockets different pockets do well and that's obviously uh, we have to keep that in mind yeah now to answer your question on um, how to structure these uh, uh, alternative investments and if if an investor is looking to allocate how does he uh, he or she go about it mm. um so look at uh, let's look at these go back to that original uh, premise that we started with there are two vehicles there mm-hmm. is a uh, what is called the pms the portfolio management service there is the other one which is called the alternative investment fund or aif mm. uh pms is of uh, as the name suggests is a bilateral arrangement so if you are interested uh, essentially what the way it will work is you will get into uh, with the uh, the uh, portfolio manager you will get into a contract mm. uh, that contract will specify what the mandate you will give them a certain amount of money sure. and the contract will specify that this money has to be deployed in this manner it suppose it has to be deployed into equity so it has the equity mandate is such and such the fee to be charged is such and such mm. and it therefore is a bilateral contract between you and therefore pms the beauty of it or the advantage of it is it allows a lot of customization okay We so have seen you could have a real estate focused fund therein that is one way of looking at it the other way of looking at it is that suppose you are uh, someone who's a director on some company mm. and you have restrictions on uh investing in certain se- companies from that sector or certain companies which you may not be able to participate in mm. uh in in a pms you could put those restrictions into your mandate mm. you could say that create a portfolio but don't put these 10 stocks because i am restricted from Understood. having mm. these stocks mm. uh, or you could say that uh, i want to give you a mandate for real estate or something else okay um so on the alternative investment side exactly, fund side exactly so that's that's pms mm. uh, as i said it's essentially a bilateral arrangement mm. Uh, it requires of course a license from sebi and the most important thing to note is that there is a minimum ticket size yes um, i want to come to that in a bit but let's get done with the real estate and the types of ai uh, yes. alternative investments so so the the second uh, way of doing it is the alternative investment fund it is a relatively new 
category or a product or a construct in india uh, it only got uh, 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 sebi only set this up about 5 or 6 years ago mm. but it is a, one of the really strong and upcoming uh, spaces uh, in the alternatives uh, options that investors have essentially as the name suggests again it's a fund so uh, we just said that pms is a bilateral contract aif is a fund mm. what that means is that it pools money from different investors into a common strategy and uh, then it it runs it in a common way okay uh, again the most important thing here is that the minimum ticket is a crore and we'll talk about that a little later but uh, aifs uh, essentially uh, have a lot of elbow room to decide what strategy they want to do all right taking the example of real estate you could have an aif which is focused towards real estate residential debt mm. very narrowly defined in tier 1 cities okay uh you could have a second aif which is uh, uh which is focused on commercial real estate equity mm. uh in tier 2 cities okay. for example mm. so you could have very narrowly defined or very clearly defined mandates on the which is what is known as a, a placement memorandum you create an what is essentially an offer document in simple terms so what aifs do is they create an offer document uh, get it past sebi the regulator and then use that to raise money with ordinary investors but these are not customizable these are not customizable okay let's let's talk about those categories so we spoke about equity and there are three major categories within that we spoke about real estate yes um what else is there um so i think uh, the third and uh, meaningful large uh, asset class which is there is is fixed income or credit or debt mm-hmm. uh, uh, which is uh, for most investors that tends to be one of their large allocations even if uh, for high net worth investors they tend to have because this is uh, uh, something that can give them more regular income mm. um uh, so uh, now of course there are debt funds mutual funds as well so why should there be alternative debt strategies uh what mutual funds typically do is more invest in the mainstream uh, bond market mm. so you are you have government uh, government bonds you have triple a rated bonds the mainstream company bonds so those yeah. are very simple strategies yeah what alternative funds or alternative strategies do is look at more structured credit okay um, so these are typically uh therefore because these are more complex arrangements the idea is that perhaps you can uh, uh, try and get a bigger higher yield okay. from some of these instruments uh, these are listed papers or unlisted papers by and large they tend to be unlisted because these are complex tra- uh, structures they typically are uh, structured for uh, what they, what is called privately placed mm. so they typically don't list and get understood. privately placed understood so that's a structure that without getting into too much of details is tad bit complicated to understand right yeah. Uh, but there's also commodities uh, that's the new baby on the block uh, mm. we've historically uh, as a, a commodity market has has i mean has thrived with individual investors but there's not been too much organized investment products available uh, just very recently in fact this year only itself uh, sebi has permitted uh, uh, funds to be launched on commodities so it's very very new we've started seeing some activity on on it we have seen one or two funds which have launched it so yes i think that's one interesting space what are the types of commodities that we're talking about so i think uh, broadly speaking again people know that that their day to day we all know in india you know the the most famous commodity which is gold which all of us uh, you know have experience of mm. so essentially there are three big buckets within commodities you have precious metals uh, which is the biggest sort of typically the historically the biggest bucket from an investment perspective there are other sort of uh, uh, uh uh base metals etc which can also form a part of this then you have energy 
and then you have agri commodities etc so commodity markets have always been fascinating for people at an individual level so having said that uh, organized investing in commodities even globally something which is more nascent it's only been seen more in the last 10 to 15 years or so mm. uh, and from an allocation perspective that it does tend to be small in india of course thanks to gold a lot of investors have that side of the exposure but uh when we talk about commodity products we are talking of something beyond just the gold part which yeah. is much more of a multi commodity uh, allocation mm. so we broadly talked about the types and how they are classified ashwin but i think the most important leg of this conversation is to understand the threshold and recently the market regulator came in and raised the threshold for a lot of these investments where do they stand right now yeah so uh, uh, i think before i talk about the hard numbers i think what is the rationale that the regulator is going with uh, what what essentially they are saying is that at a, at a very simple level alternative investments require a certain amount of sophistication mm. on the part of uh, both the investor and their advisors mm. and therefore they are applying the uh, a hurdle that uh, it is probably easier for a higher net worth investor even if they are themselves may or may not be sophisticated to at least procure that advice which could be sophisticated right. advice right. so therefore that is a a, a a principle that is globally followed right. where uh, typically retail investors are allowed into more simpler products mm. and alternative products are opened up for more so what are called sophisticated investors but basically which is defined through what ticket size yes uh, in our case uh, pmss used to have a minimum ticket size still do of 25 but that is going to change mm. uh, aifs have a minimum ticket size of a crore okay uh, the i mentioned so pms is now 50 yes lakh. pms is about to change it's the minimum ticket size regulator has now proposing to move it from 25 lakhs to 50 lakhs mm. uh, so essentially what that means is that as an investor uh, assuming most investors would not really want to put all their money in just one or two strategies so assuming uh, typically any one strategy or even on the higher side suppose it's 10 15% of somebody's allocation mm. which means that if if you have to put a 50 lakh check typically we are talking about investors who have net worth of 2 to 3 crores or okay. higher hmm. uh, who can start approaching uh, some of these products you mentioned uh, that um, there is a complex nature to some of these investments um, there is a school of thought that suggests that there is no need to complicate things you can stick with simple and over a period of time generate significant returns that will keep you happy and keep you wealthy i yes i think there is uh, definitely uh, uh, one risk that that can happen which is that we at the industry can overcomplicate uh, there that has been an accusation absolutely and there is also i think uh, it's not just in india i think globally one of the things also that you tend to have which is a a, a, a word of caution that i would say is that you always uh, you know uh, there will always be product pushers mm. uh, in the sense that there will always be someone on the other side who's trying to sell you something yes uh, and that's where i go back to the point i was making which is that as an investor uh, it's best that we ourselves start making some of these uh, understanding uh, within us Uh, of course we should use advisors and they add a lot of value mm. uh, no doubt about it mm. but i think to have a useful conversation even with an advisor you need to have a certain level of understanding so that you can ask the right questions also so and and like any other investment vehicle i think your life 
of uh, stage is is very important because what you said in terms of your net worth that's a one aspect of it i would think that somebody who starts investing today uh, at the age of 30 in 30 years might well accumulate the equivalent of 3 crore right now uh, at that point and and therefore they need to take a call whether they're ready to take that kind of risk because it is a significant amount of risk uh, but at the same time remember that uh, you know it's a very broad range of products some of them add risk some of them actually have dramatically lower risk okay. and some of them are more absolute return in nature as we were saying mm. so in fact uh, uh, that's a very important point you make there for what we typically see in in these industries is because typically the uh, the the more Um, mature investors okay. ha- tend to have uh, you know the the a higher age who have uh, accumulated savings to be able to come into these things mm. typically the requirements tend to be much more of an absolute return regular income interesting uh, rather than trying to maximize growth because a perception and perhaps that's been created because of the underperformance of these funds over the last couple of years i would think that the pms yeah. uh, funds uh, which have underperformed because they focused on micro cap mid cap small caps and, yeah. and they've really done badly over the last two years so there's this a kind of an aversion to those instruments or vehicles as of now if you can call it that yeah so i think uh, unfortunately uh, 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 there is a tendency to 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 get carried away by certain themes uh, which have done well in the recent past mm. uh, we saw that in 2015 16 17 some of these small mid cap strategies had done really well mm. and that a lot of money came into these things and unfortunately last two years has not been kind to that yeah uh, so i think the important thing and I, i i go back to that point about investor knowing what they are looking for hmm. uh, and not because un- otherwise you will keep following the latest fad yes and you will sort of not realize what is it that it is adding to your portfolio rather than you know just following the fad because everyone else is talking about it and you put the money there hmm. uh, i think where this makes sense is there are certain strategies which are evergreen in nature you know we talk about real estate is going through a really bad time but if you take a 20 year 30 year call uh does real in estate allocation make sense i think of course appropriately structured with the required checks and balances etc of course it makes a lot of sense for most investors at mm. a certain threshold mm. uh does fixed income equity allocation make sense absolutely they make sense so the question is not whether they make sense but the question is to make sure that you are there in the 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 right type of strategy which works for your portfolio objectives mm, understood now and, and that's essentially what we speak about on uh, bq big decisions as well as on portfolio which incidentally is the show that we do here on bloomberg quint but uh, i want to get into the um, a bit of crystal gazing here uh, you've probably watched this industry I, i think we were speaking before we started recording and you said that uh, at one point of time the minimum threshold for pms was as low as 5 lakh and that moved to 20 5 lakh and now you're seeing a natural progression to 50 lakh um and that will probably happen in the future as well but having said that how do you see the landscape for alternative investments moving and do you see any particular segments out of the ones that we spoke about really emerging and and growing significantly also if you can talk about the size of the industry as it stands yeah so uh uh in terms of the landscape let me take them one by one in terms of the landscape i think clearly there is room for all of these big strategies mm. we saw spoke about equity equity uh uh within that listed and unlisted mm. we spoke about real estate we spoke about credit yeah i think there is scope for all these three 
the new kit commodity i think is still something where we want to see the space for a little longer to see how big it can be mm. definitely within pockets there will be uh, interest in that how big it becomes we have to see mm. uh, but for these three mainstream asset classes people are already allocating money sure. today in 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 different ways and alternatives is just a, a, another way of accessing them so for sure uh, uh, all three will remain relevant within that what we have seen and i think i don't think that's going to go away is that depending on the cycle certain things become more popular so there have been more popular. redemptions now in certain so no surprises that real estate is not in favor with what's happened in the last 7 8 years and people are less keen to allocate there yeah equities last by and large last 5 6 years 7 years have done well yes even those as we discussed small cap last couple of years but other than that by and large people have made reasonable returns so that's one area where people are open to trying stuff uh, credit is uh, it started small but i think it's picking up well mm. as well so i think by and large i would say the 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 beauty of alternative space is that i don't think there is the question of picking one horse which will win mm. i think we will continue to have a multiplicity of offerings and that works very well because the investor is the winner because Uh, each investor may have a different requirement and you know they can choose and pick whichever one works for them ashwin what is the size of the industry as of now and how quickly is it growing one of the concerns i think has been the taxation policy which has made certain uh, investment products within the alternative space a little um, say unviable yes um un- that's really unfortunate uh, because what's happened is that uh, there has been certain changes uh, to the tax regime one first thing is that uh, as a new offering aif there was a certain amount of uncertainty on how the tax treatment will work i think we got some clarity over the years but last couple of years we've again Uh, especially within what are called category 3 aifs which mm. are more equity oriented mm. we've again hit a little bit of a hiccup uh, because of the changes in the in the tax uh, regulations uh, i suppose this is part of the sort of a, a growing pains which i can call that you know hopefully over time we can get stability in some of these policies and then i i believe so if if i were to take a very long term view i would say that hopefully these are pains which will get sorted out in the near term of course these are challenges which are affecting us uh, as a, in terms of the growth of the industry so or the, doing certain things which we could have done which, which because of these reasons we are not able to do you're you're referring to the increase in the, in the budget that was announced on category yeah, 3 yeah because the capital gains uh, yeah, tax as yeah, well as surcharges surcharge, which yeah. now becomes applicable to these yeah. aifs so you've seen so in the industry has seen uh, redemption on account of that it it's more because it's a small uh, it's a smallish industry which is growing up and yeah. you asked about the size i think currently i would if i had to take a guess i don't have the numbers in front of me but if aif space would be roughly about 60 to 70000 crores yeah. that sounds a lot but remember that the mutual fund industry is 25 lakh crores so yeah. it's a really tiny part compared to the savings pool which is around correct uh, and uh, pms is a bit big bit bigger Uh, but discretionary part of pms which is what we are talking about may also be somewhere in that space maybe some, somewhere under a lakh crore 70 to 80000 crores mm, or mm, so mm. so these are still quite small spaces and i think there is a lot of potential for them to grow mm. um i would say uh, you, to answer your questions thanks to these tax uncertainty at the margin the bigger issue is not the redemptions the bigger issue is these were nascent areas which 
the industry was hoping will start picking up mm. and as more and more investors uh, get exposure and the track records get built up mm. and that has obviously uh, sort of taken forgot, a back seat yeah a taken bit. a back seat a little bit and mm. people have had to rejig their strategies in response to that so so that's the unfortunate part all right i think you know by and large from the perspective of trying to educate my listeners about what alternative investments are and the various options out there and how these work i think we've more or less covered all the bases yeah i'm sure that if my listeners have any questions they'll be keen to write in to me and i'll direct them to you happy to answer them and uh, very very happy to come here and uh, you know i think it was a really uh, a nice chat absolutely i enjoyed it as well thank you so much ashwin thank for you. thanks a lot today. thanks a lot for having me To you dear listener thank you so much for tuning in to this conversation this was BQ big decisions watch out for this space every week for a new concept or a new idea in the space of personal finance thanks so much for listening once again this is Alex Matthew signing off have a great weekend if you enjoyed big decisions check out some other podcasts on the IVM podcast network you can check out paisa vesa hosted by anupam gupta advertising is dead hosted by varun dugirala The Ronnie Screwwala podcast hosted by Ronnie Screwwala or Cyrus says hosted by Cyrus Procha. These shows are available on the IVM podcast website, app or wherever you get your podcast from. Filter coffee is a fascinating beverage. You need to pick the right beans, blend them in the right proportion, roast them to perfection and slow brew at the right temperature to get the perfect cup. which is exactly like great conversations as well you need to track down the most interesting minds get them into their zone and settle down for an unhurried unscripted chat and coffee for me is always 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 best enjoyed with friends i'm karthik nagarajan and do share my table as i meet some of the most interesting people i know and sit them down for a strong cup of coffee and an even stronger conversation join me every wednesday for a freshly brewed episode This is not frappe. This is the Filter Coffee podcast. Janice, what do you think couples did before TV was invented? I don't know, go for walks on the beach, long drives, fancy dinners, have more sex maybe? But what did we do when we decided to move in together? We debated between the Chromecast and the Fire Stick. We gave up on sleeping early so we could stay up watching true crime shows. We got ourselves three cat babies and basically became the cutest couch potatoes around. Okay then. <laughs> In case you guys still haven't got it, we are a TV crazy, Netflix loving, binge watching Mr. and Mrs. I'm Anirudh Kuha. I'm Janice Quera. And if like us you snort TV for breakfast, lunch and dinner, this is the podcast for you. Tune in every Thursday on the IVM podcast app or wherever it is that you get your podcast from. This is Mr. and Mrs. Binge Watch. Binge Watch.